0: Hi guys, welcome to our final session of season three. So, so, so excited for you to listen. Just really grateful <laughs> for this season in so many ways. So many lessons learned here, you kind of here at the beginning of this session that Rachel kind of had a setback when her husband was exposed to COVID and they couldn't have the nanny. And I think what this session is, is just really a conversation on being able to plan and adapt. I think so many of us kind of want to swing one way or the other. This year has kind of made us feel like, forget it, why even bother having the plan? Or it's made us want to get even more rigid where like I have a plan and it doesn't change no matter what. And so just really excited to kind of illustrate through this session how it really can be both and excited for you to see the wrap up with Rachel and kind of hear everything that she's thinking and everything to come for her. So massive, massive gratitude to you guys for listening. And of course, to Rachel for being such an incredible coach and example for us this season. So here you go. Final session. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I know things are a little crazy. Yes. How you doing? Yeah. How are you
1: Yeah. I'm hanging in there. So on, let's see. Saturday or Sunday last week, we found out that on f- last Friday, my husband got exposed to coronavirus at work, one of the people he works directly with, and and he rarely goes into the office, but only, you know, goes in to help people. So one of the people he was helping, she tested positive. <laughs> so we've been quarantined. And luckily, he had one of the rapid tests done and tested negative, but we heard that sometimes those aren't the most accurate so we're quarantining the full 14 days to be safe but that means no nanny uh we didn't have the nanny this week and we're not gonna have her next Uh, week um, Uh, so yeah it's been a a rough week because you know i was getting back into the groove and excited to have have the nanny coming back and and then this week was just a juggle But I did get stuff done, so I'm really proud of myself because I got more done than I thought I would. I was able to revise and edit the uh, the page for the course, and so now I just need to put it up on the website. And then I also put up a waiting list for my one-on-one. That was something easy. Amazing. Like get done. So I'm making progress. Um, this week I'll probably end up recording some videos at night after bedtime, um, just so that I don't lose momentum and time. This week was sort of like getting PR work done after bedtime because nothing else was happening during the day. <laughs> really. So, so yeah, it's, I'm proud that I still got stuff done. Um, but it was definitely a little bit of a setback.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's just a lot when you were kind of thinking like, oh, like we're good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry, but I'm so glad that you still move forward. I mean, you should be so freaking proud of yourself. I am. I'm really,
1: really happy that I I got stuff done. And so I feel a lot better, um, you know, that I Thought I was able to kind of check some of the boxes and keep moving forward. I wasn't able to record a a podcast episode yet, but I think this week also I'm going to try to at least just record the um, like intro episode, just the one that's like five minutes about what the show is about. So I'm excited about that.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm just thankful, too, that we're all healthy. And my husband, he has some cold symptoms, but he had those before he was exposed. So I think it is just a cold. He's not getting any worse. And I'm just grateful that he's not positive and and that everybody seems to still be healthy. So that's what's most important.
0: I For think. sure. And listen, I think we've been saying this, too, in different, different facets in different ways. But I think what's so great and so tough is that it's really fine like it's just a couple mm-hmm. more weeks it's okay right but I think like yeah. it's also really hard to keep like adapting and adjusting like that so I think mm-hmm. it's like the both and there right hmm definitely
1: yeah it's like it's I was so excited and had so much that I wanted to do and was like revved up and ready to go. And then for that to happen, I mean I, I really did have like a total meltdown with my husband. And I was like, Why did this happen now? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Why are people so irresponsible? Where I don't know, the poor woman who got it was probably doing everything yeah. she could, but
0: <laughs> Well, listen, it's again, it's so, like the both, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, yeah, exactly. I'm allowed to be super annoyed about that, and I'm allowed to yeah. feel like it was super irresponsible, and, like, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, you have just been a trooper.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it's just, you know, it's this weird time that we're all in, trying to do business and <laughs> and raise kids and all of that in this weird pandemic climate. It's just so weird.
0: (laughs) And I think, like, what's what's the toughest piece about it, too, is that you just don't know when it's coming. And so that was, like, really hard for you, like, feeling like it was all planned and then kind of having that come. Like, it's just very, very challenging to kind of, like, adapt in a moment, right, Mm -hmm. versus, like, oh, I know in two weeks the kids are going to have a break and I need to, like, be available or whatever.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I think, you know, I really like routine. And even before the nanny, we were in some sort of routine yeah. <laughs> with the kids. But then this week, it, you know, it was like having the rug pulled out from under
0: us. So yeah, it definitely, oh, Yeah, you're amazing. You're doing great. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank <laughs> you. So I know it's our last session. So we had yeah. kind of talked about, um, you know, focusing on kind of upcoming plans, stuff like that. But just tell Mm -hmm. me like anything else coming up there. Obviously I want you to use this in the way that serves you best and feels like most nourishing in terms of taking your next step. So you tell me if there's anything else there.
1: Oh definitely I think I would really like to kind of flesh out that like what do the next three months really look like. Um just so that I have a plan that even if other stuff comes up, you know, I can come back to it and, and say like, okay, here's here's what I said I was going to do. And, and then even if things need to get moved around or pushed, I'll at least have kind of that that plan on paper.
0: Well, I think that's what's so helpful is that sometimes I think what can happen in our brains is when our plans keep getting shifted as yours have, it's so tempting to almost be like, why bother? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> But I think it's so wise to be like, it's still better to have one than to not, right? Like mm-hmm. if I have to – adapt it and adjust it fine but like to not have one doesn't really serve me either right yeah
1: yeah definitely and I've always done better when I've had a plan um and I've even like I I keep notebooks because I'm still very analog when it comes to notes (laughs) like writing things down and yeah and like the years that I've actually like planned out things I've accomplished so much more um I use this planner called the Passion Planner, which I really love. And, and it asks about, like, goals for the year. And when I've filled one of those out, like, I've looked back and accomplished everything. So it always helps to have it written down and, and there.
0: Totally. The magic of writing things down is kind of unmissable, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Okay, cool. So what we had on deck for December – was more along the lines of like course completion, VA, mm-hmm. higher things like that. Tell me where you feel like you're at with that. I know you've kind of made some adjustments. You're still recording at night. Just give me a little mm-hmm. update.
1: Yeah. So with the
0: course,
1: um, there's definitely still I've got to complete the videos and then either put together if I can get a new VA in place, have them put together the sequences and stuff. So that when somebody purchases it, then they'll get, you know, the emails each day for the, or each week to remind them of the course and, and all of that. So there's sort of this email sequence and then uploading it into the actual, uh, system that I'm using, um, member vault for the, like where people will log in to actually take the course. And then on the VA side, I've been connected with the VA for from my current VA, but they have enough hours right now, so I'm going to finish out the year with my current VA, and then I I just need to set up an interview <laughs> with this new one, and then also I, I'm in a group that's a, like a moms and business group, and so I got a couple leads there too, so I just need to set some phone interviews with some VAs so I can pick a new one uh, so I can get that ready to go for the new year too.
0: Okay. Perfect. So basically biggest thing that comes up for me there and you tell me what you think, but I really want you to be careful to not feel like you have to have it all done. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Yeah. Because what can happen there is then we stop focusing on the marketing. So it might mm-hmm. even be good for us to kind of go week by week on that kind of thing. Because yeah. I want you to sort of be able to spend more of the time almost like creating the marketing collateral mm-hmm. upfront, Yeah. Versus like whole course, whole sequence. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's helpful. Okay. So we're on December 14th, right? Let's say. So mm-hmm. December 14th, week of – um. I would just say, and you tell me if this feels okay, but, like, maybe you just focus on getting, like, the first two modules done. Okay. So that you're ahead enough. (laughs) Right. Right. Right? And so your VA can start setting things up. But, like, that's as far as I would take it. Okay. Does that feel reasonable to do in a week? Yeah, that does, definitely. Okay. So then the next week is, like, the week of the 21st. So obviously, like, we're getting into Christmas week. But that could be the week where you interview a couple VAs, like, mm-hmm. at the start of that week. Okay. Because your quarantine will be over and Nanny will be back by then, right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, so even if it was just that Monday, the 21st, can I set up, like, the three interviews or whatever? Get that done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, And then – what What is your situation with like the week of the 28th? Like, are you wanting to be off that week? Do you want to get some things done? Like, how are you feeling about that?
1: Um, I'll be uh sheltering in place down in Florida with my family, but so I probably won't be able to get a ton done, but I won't be completely off. Like, there's There'll probably be some pockets of time where I might be able to knock out something fast, but I wouldn't really plan that week of being super productive because I'll be with with my parents and my sister and her family.
0: What feels like the easiest to knock out in a setting like that? Like my initial inclination was like, cool, can we get some like pre-recorded Insta stories Selling the course yeah like is that easiest or is it like actually that's way harder when I have people around I'm just thinking like what's that because like you know uh subsequently too we could be like well maybe you're writing out some of the like sequence emails or whatever but you tell me what you think
1: yeah I think the insta stories would be easy to do um because there'll be so many people there too like I can easily not so many it's just my sister's kids and <laughs> and my parents but like enough people eyes on kids that I can go someplace and record something quickly or you know record something while we're all sitting on the porch together they might tease me but I don't care
0: <laughs> yeah no I like that though and I like I like that it's the thing that's hardest to do with littles around and so it's kind of a smart thing to knock mm-hmm. out there right yeah yeah Okay, so then we move to – I'm typing this for you, by the way. Oh, great. Thank you. Um, And we move to week of Jan 4th. So that's when you'd really have to um, get promotional content written,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: which you can pull from sales page, obviously. We had already talked about all that. And then the next week would be like finishing out the sequences. So that would be like the week of the – what is that? The 11th at least up to the point that you can there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I think like Jan 18th, like launch it, right? Yeah. Okay. Does that feel okay? Yeah, that feels good. What do you think about doing – I know we had like briefly discussed this. Like, um, you know, do you want to do like a little challenger event there? Yeah, I wanted to do – I really liked our idea
1: of like doing a – Master class or workshop. Yep. I forget what we were calling it. But I really, yeah, I liked that idea. So I do want to do that. And I think that'll be pretty easy to put together. I'm trying to remember what we were. It was like five mistakes you're making yep. with your money. Yeah.
0: Yep. I What I'm, why I was thinking <laughs> was I'm trying to think of like, you know, that, that's just a whole other thing on top of this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. In terms of like do we need a landing page for that um, plus promotional content written for that, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So so that's totally possible. Or what you might do is just launch the course anyway
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then maybe do it after Okay. That. Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you launch the course the 18th, like just get it out there. The people that are already warmed to you can join – then maybe, you know, uh, the next week you start promoting, like, join me for this master class. And then you do it after that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that does make sense.
0: I mean, obviously, like, in a in a way, it's nice to get the traction going before you launch. But the benefit of what you got going on here is that we're not doing an open-shut right, right, situation. And so my guess, and you tell me if this is true, is that – it would just feel much easier for you mm-hmm. to kind of have the course already out instead of, like, now you're doing another event and that's hanging over you when we lay out the timeline like this. I don't know what you think.
1: Yeah. No, that feels good. And, I mean, and doing the master class after feels good, too. And it's even something that I can record and have – on the website for people to watch after also as like if they're thinking about taking this course
0: watch this so and then maybe we can host the master class like what do you think what days work um let's see
1: it's probably like a tuesday wednesday or thursday because that's when i've got the nanny right now so if i did it during the day those would be good days to do it
0: So maybe you get that going by Feb 4th. Like, so the Mm -hmm. week of the 25th, you start promoting it, you run it Feb 4th, and then after that, you go back into promoting the course. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. After that, like, you know, obviously the week of the 8th, you're just going to do more course promo. And then then you get into being able to start thinking about the podcast, because that's kind of what Mm -hmm. we had on deck for... February, mm-hmm. um, But if the master class is done, course stuff is mostly done, although you will have to be, like, adding those modules in because we're only recording up to 2
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's possible, but also maybe it's just as you're laying this out, it's just obvious that maybe you push the podcast until all course content is finished being created. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think with the podcast, um, I'm just looking at what I've jotted down so far. Because, yeah, I mean, the next few weeks are definitely going to be more course focused and getting it out there. If I'm launching the course on the 18th and then doing the master class on the 4th. Yeah, I would probably I could probably start recording some in January, but I don't – I don't yeah. know. And then maybe
0: like a March launch for it. For the I'm even going to challenge you on that because I think all of Jan, yeah. you have to remember this. You're going to be creating the master class and you're going to be creating course content. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> like a lot, a lot with yeah. other stuff you have going on. Does that make sense? That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> so we're going to wait to even start recording till like Feb 15th. Okay. Or even that week I might just say finish up all course modules. And then maybe you start recording the next week. And like I think it's better for us to plan like almost on the safe side.
1: Mhm.
0: Um does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Feb 22nd start podcast recording um and then maybe like march 8th start um do you want to do like a launch team or what do you think about that do you remember what we did for literally yeah i do yeah i really like the
1: idea of a launch team i think that would be a fun way to build some momentum around it and get it out there so i think that's a good idea
0: just wanted to touch on what a launch team for the podcast is, in case you are thinking about launching a podcast, or in case you, you know, we're not part of literally these previous launch teams. So, a launch team is really getting people together that want to promote for you and kind of creating just like a, a team around yourself to get it out there, and so. For the launch of literally we gave away a ton of prizes for people sharing and reviewing the podcast it was really really useful because people typically want to share so if you can have a launch team and make that easier for them by giving them swipe copy and graphics and things like that it's really helpful and you know it's obviously a huge huge win for you to be leveraging not just your own network but other people's as well in that front so anytime you're gonna do something like that with a podcast it's so useful soul to ask other people to help you and join you and share that message. And of course, you you can give them rewards and incentives to do that. You can make it easy by giving them swipe copy and graphics that you would be surprised how many people want to support you and want to share every time we've done something like that for literally, I'm always blown away at how many of you are excited to share it and support it. And so if you're doing your own thing like that, and you're thinking of launching your own podcast, like do not hesitate to ask for help, to ask for that support, to create that team, because it feels so amazing to have that camaraderie around it. It feels so good to realize that so many people want to share it and support you. And ultimately it's really strategic and useful in getting your podcast out way more. Start promoting launch team would be March 8th. And then the week of, I would give that two weeks and then you could launch the podcast the week of March 22nd. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, this is obviously a rough timeline, but it just kind of shows you, like, this is, like, the one thing I need to mm-hmm. hit each week is basically what we have. Like, the week of the 14th, like, I have to complete two model- modules. The week of the 22nd, I need to interview VAs. The week of the 28th, I need Insta stories recorded. The week of the 4th, I need promotional content written. So, like, you mm-hmm. you basically put yourself in a situation where there's, like, one priority each week. hmm Yeah. What do you think about that? Does that feel okay or does that feel kind of overwhelming?
1: No, that feels really good because I, I feel like at least I know, like, this is the one thing, this is the priority that needs to get done this week. And then mm-hmm. if other stuff gets done, great. You know, that's gravy mm-hmm. on totally. top of it. But and then that's helpful to – you know, God forbid we get in this situation again where one of us gets exposed and we have to quarantine. Like, at least I know, okay, this, I got to get this one thing done. <laughs> if I do anything.
0: Yeah. Or like worst case scenario, I move it all by a week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like nothing right. bad is going to happen if I end up launching on, you know, March, whatever, 29th right. instead of um, the 22nd. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> what's coming up for you there? No,
1: it's fine. Like, I like – I just hate moving things back. <laughs> but I will. Like, I'll do it. I just – I don't know. I really like having a deadline and meeting it. <laughs> and I think that's what's been hard about about now and just this mm-hmm. – this time and, and even, you know, being on maternity leave and, and all, and adjusting to two kids is like, I've, I've always been so like deadline focused <laughs> in mm-hmm. my career that it's hard when I set a deadline and then I'm like, okay, I, it's just not happening. I need to move it back.
0: So. Well, listen, I think that that's worth thinking about and looking at is like, why is that so hard? And like, mm-hmm. how can I make it a little bit more free around that because yeah. I think that, and we've talked about this a ton, but like, I think that's where burnout starts to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Versus being like, and this is, I feel like, almost like the whole uh, like underlying lesson of our work together kind of, mm-hmm. right? Which is almost like the goal is to stay in it. Mm-hmm. The goal isn't to burn out and peace out and then come back right? Right. Right. Yeah. The whole win is, how do I stay in it? How do I stay in it? How do I stay in it? So the thing with all of this is like, I almost have to make it okay to move it a week if I need to, because I probably will need to at some point. Right. Like, i.e. not having the nanny for two weeks. Mm -hmm. So if I make that really wrong, I'm going down a whole rabbit hole there. If I make that okay, like it's inevitable that I get all of this done. So as we're setting Rachel's schedule up, I really want the takeaway to be that it's kind of about knowing the path and how it all comes together and having one priority to accomplish each week to get there. So when you can see how all the path fits together, it's so much easier to take that next step because you can see how like if I get course modules done this week, then by two weeks from now, we'll be ready to launch and start sharing or whatever that is. It really helps to see how it all fits together. It's much more motivating that way. And to just have that one takeaway each week is also really, really helpful because what most of us are looking at is this huge, huge, huge long to-do list and every time we sit down to look at it, we're completely overwhelmed and it's so hard to chip away at it. But if you know every week, like my priority is just to get these two modules done or my priority is just to get an opt-in page up or whatever that is, it can really make it so that a very big undertaking is manageable. It's broken down, it's simplified, and you're always able to feel accomplished and move it forward. So if you're someone that's you know kind of overwhelmed right now, looking at the new year, trying to think of all the things you have coming up, I highly recommend doing a similar exercise. Break it down by one priority each week, or obviously if you have more time, you can certainly add maybe two. Get really clear on what's the process to get you where you wanna go, what needs to happen to make that happen, and be able to see all of the steps laid out so it doesn't feel so unclear, but so it's really easy to start making that forward progress and it's motivating because you see how all the puzzle pieces fit together. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that?
1: I like that that reframe. Um you know, because I think for me I've always I, I've always thought like, oh well if I move the deadline it's it's bad. You know, it's mm. a, it means like, oh, I couldn't meet my um oh, I'm having a mom brain moment.
0: <laughs> I couldn't Expectations. Yeah, meet or- the
1: expectations or, or the thing, you know, that I had promised I would do by this date. And so but I, I like the reframe. I mean, it is keeping me in it versus if I busted my butt and and got exhausted and I'm already sleep deprived, so right. I don't need to add anything to that. And, you know, it is a better way to, to stay engaged and stay in it and make it o- like it's okay to move it. It's not like I'm answering to anybody also, you know, <laughs> I'm the only one I'm answering to. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. And like. Not only am I the only one I'm answering to, but, like, half the reason of having this is so I can move things, Mm -hmm. actually, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the the inability to move things around my family is one of the number one reasons I am not happy with other things, right?
1: Exactly. I mean, that's the whole reason why I got out of, like, the traditional 9 to 5. And that's the whole reason why, you know… I sort of built the PR business that just put me back in the exact same place I was mm. <laughs> with the nine to five. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't want this to be that cause I do want the flexibility, especially for my family and, and to be with my kids and present with them and my husband. And, um, you know, I want this business to support that, not become another thing that's like keeping me from it.
0: Totally. And I think, like, your whole thing is if I stay in this, it works, mm-hmm. right? Like, if, yeah. if by April – and I just added this on there just an FYI. I put April 1 open one-on-one. So we can talk about that in a second. But if – let's even say you had to move this several times. I know that's, like, going to give you the, the feels, but stick with me for a mm-hmm. second. <laughs> That still means by the end of April, I have an evergreen course. I have a launch sequence. I have um, mm-hmm. a master class opt-in, and I have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if like that happened by the end of April, dang, yeah. like that's more than I've ever had in my business. That's more structure than I've ever had. That's more sustainability than I've ever had, mm-hmm. right? That's so true. Yeah. And if I have all those things, I almost can't not get clients. Right. (laughs) You know, like someone's buying the course. Someone's listening to the podcast. Like that momentum builds on itself. It's just so hard when you're in it and creating it. But like Mm -hmm. if I get to April and then all I do for the rest of the year is promote my podcast and my course Mm -hmm. and upsell into Mm one-on-one, like – you have a full-fledged business going on. Yeah. Right? It's <laughs> true. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's exciting.
0: <laughs> so I want you to think about this as like a can't lose strategy versus like can get it wrong. So something I was saying to Rachel here that I really want you guys to be able to take away and use for yourself is this idea of a can't lose strategy versus can get it wrong strategy, right? What Rachel is really building out here is a can't lose strategy because she's creating a really solid opt in to warm people up. She's creating an evergreen course that she can sell over and over again. And she's creating a podcast to go out there and market and build relationships, right? And she already has the foundation of content and stories, all of those amazing things. So when you stack all that together, you really end up with a can't lose strategy. Like, I don't know anyone that has all that, has done that really ongoingly, has gotten in the right mindset, has their strategy and execution nailed, and doesn't eventually create the business that they desire, right? I don't know, and I definitely can't promise you what that timeline will be. I can't promise you how fast or slow that happens. I can't promise you how long it will take, whatever, right? But what I can tell you is that's a can't lose strategy if you keep doing it. So when you can think about things like that, it gets so much easier. What we're kind of program to do in business is think of all the ways we can get it wrong. So like notice how Rachel kind of almost was immediately going to the idea of like, oh, I really don't want to move anything. I never want to have to move it out a week. That puts you in the I can get it wrong mindset versus the, if I have all these things built, whether it's by April 1, April 30th, or May 30th, I still have a can't lose strategy that I'm setting up, so I win either way. So really just take that on in your own business. Like, do you have a can't lose strategy? Are you building out those ways for people to connect with you, engage with you? buy from you and build a relationship with you? And do you have a plan to do that really consistently? Cool, start looking at it as a can't lose strategy and watch how much easier it gets to show up for it. There are all these ways and holes where if you move something by a week, you might be able to get it wrong, you're gonna start to freeze and feel overwhelmed. If you think about it through the can't lose lens, it gets so much easier.
1: No, that that makes sense. I'm writing that
0: down. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, my brain likes that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this truly is a can't lose strategy. A great opt-in, a super solid evergreen course, and a super engaging, i.e. in terms of like, you know, innovative and different content kind of podcast. Like, Mm -hmm. you just rinse and repeat that. Right. And you're good. So I think that's what's been hard for you over the last you know, six months is like you're building all of this from scratch.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: You know, like, but now you've really done that. Like the content flow is there. That is built out. Cool. Now you're almost, you know, getting there with the course and that will be built out. Cool. Then you'll be there with the masterclass and that will be built out. Then you're there with the podcast and all you have to do is record once a week. That's done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's when people really – explode so to speak in business is when they have all these foundations set so that they can just go out and send more people to it Mm -hmm. yeah the hard part is building them right it's especially hard when you know timelines keep getting moved all that but like I just really want to frame that so that when you walk away you're going yeah like there's no way this doesn't work in my favor versus I could mess it up or this could not work does that feel true Something I really wanna point out here is the difference between a build phase in business and a growth phase in business, right? And listen, some of them can happen concurrently, but certainly when you're very short on time, it's totally different. So what I mean by that is Rachel is really, you know, in the build phase still in terms of like she's building out a lot of things that are going to get her to a point where then she can add fuel to that fire to grow it, right? So she's building out that strong evergreen course. She's building out that strong opt-in. She's building a podcast to consistently connect with her audience, right? So there is a lot of heavy lifting when you're in the build phase, right? You're putting all that together. You're doing so much of the behind the scenes work, but once all that's done, you can get into a growth phase where she could never create anything again for the next year, basically after all that and just, you know, keep showing up, recording her podcast episode, having her content go out and pushing her course in one-on-one and she would be good. She would definitely be in a growth phase there. Like how do we get more podcast listeners? How do we get more people buying the course? How do we get more people going through the masterclass funnel? All of that, right? So just really helpful to see how a lot of times we try to like skip the build phase (laughs) and can get really, really challenged by that, but when we go, okay, I see how I'm in the phase where I'm gonna have to put a lot of effort into building, but then once I get through that phase, there's like light at the end of the tunnel, and then all I have to do is keep sending people back to that, right? So really helpful to just identify, and obviously those things can change in business. It's not like you're only in a build phase once. Then you're in a growth phase forever. Like those can fluctuate for sure, but just being able to recognize where you're at is really useful because you're less quick to make it wrong. Like some of my clients, when they're in the growth phase, they're like, "Oh my god, should I be like creating way more courses?" And da da. da. It's like you're in a growth phase of sending people to what you already have. Let's focus there, or vice versa. If you're in the build phase, it's like, "Oh my gosh, like I should be getting more people on my list right now." And it's like, "Well, you're building the thing to do that." So like, let's finish out this build phase that we. Can get there. So really helpful to just identify that so that you can kind of be where you're at and really see that through without making yourself wrong. Yeah,
1: that does feel true. I mean, I think it it's it's felt hard just because I am in that building the foundation kind of time frame right yep. now. Mm-hmm. And so, but once it's all done. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to have this great foundation and great structure in place, and it's going to feel easy. I mean, Mm -hmm. it already feels like mapping this out already makes it the building part feel easier. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, yeah, I will have – the course will be done. It'll just be, you know, kind of on autopilot, and then I'll have the podcast and the opt-in. And I think it'll feel like it – it does feel really, really strong, like, and it is more than I've ever had in my business. <laughs> so, you know, that feels really good because I think the past even couple of years in the business, I haven't really had any of that. Like mm-hmm. I haven't had that strong foundation. I've sort of been trying to figure out the content piece and, and I did walk away from it for a while, you know, in the early days and, So it just – it feels good because it feels like I'm actually working and building towards something now where before I just sort of felt like I was throwing spaghetti at the wall with ideas and seeing what sticked. And this just feels more like, okay, this is an actual strategy.
0: Totally. And, like, the biggest challenge point – and you know this, but let's just say it, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's going to be sticking to this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's always the biggest thing when you're, like, in the – depths of like masterclass slide creation or whatever. Right. Is when it's most tempting to be like, you know what? Screw it. Let me just go back to a blog or let me just do this. Or you know what would be easier is if I did this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you can be like, that's just my brain like messing with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I hear you. Then it gets easier. If if you get halfway down the road and then turn around, it's when it gets so freaking tough, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: And I, you know, I think about, like, in, in those earlier months of my business, you know, I wonder, like, where would I be if I hadn't stopped or turned around, mm. you know? And I mm-hmm. don't want to lose the momentum. Like, I feel like I've done so much. If I stopped now, like, it would just be pushing any success or any timeline out even further and Mm -hmm. so maybe that's sort of where it comes in like where I get a little like oh I'm moving the timeline because I mean there's a difference between just pushing something a week versus like
0: I quit (laughs) you know totally yeah that's a great reframe right like Mm -hmm. the difference between quitting or pushing something a week (laughs) yeah yeah right (laughs) yeah the big one and listen I think like Sometimes we go through that so we know the lesson. Like, I just think, of course, the hard part is going to be staying in it, but I, I worry so much less about you actually doing that now because you just have ingrained that lesson in a whole different way.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that feel true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does feel true. And, and it all – like, it feels so different now. Like, I think just working with you over the past six months and – like really building this foundation and getting something really strong in place and getting habits in place that I didn't have before has just helped so much. Cause I feel like, I mean, for a while it was just me trying to figure it out on my own mm-hmm. and like buying courses and, and freebies and stuff. And you know, not really having a structure in place. And so I feel like now that that there is that structure, and I do have like, I don't know, I have the these mindset practices that I can go back to when I need them. And, and having like, I don't know, ha- having the content piece in place already having the VA, mm-hmm. like having all this support that I didn't have before, too, I think has just made it such a different experience than when I was first launching my business, so.
0: Yeah, that's so amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you. you. And, like, that's – you just have the perspective to keep going now, and I think that's always what we don't have at the beginning is, like, it seems like, well, I should just be able to take this course and hack it, or I should just be able to do this or whatever. Do you know what I mean?
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, you know, I felt that frustration in the beginning too, like, okay, I bought this person's course and I did what they said I should do to get clients and I'm not getting clients. So (laughs) what does that say about me? Mm -hmm. You know, and I was letting it mean a lot. of of things too. And, and I think that's Mm -hmm. where, you know, when I kind of walked away for a while, I was like, I, you know, maybe this isn't for me, but then I actually started working with clients and, and it is for me and
0: I'm passionate about it.
1: (laughs) And, and so, you know, it, it's just like figuring out what, what works for me and, and also being okay with the fact that it's going to look different for me th- and it looks like for somebody else with a business, you yep. know, what works for them isn't necessarily going to work for my life and, and what I need, so.
0: Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How good is that?
1: <laughs> it feels really good. And it's good permission to give myself, to You know, because I think I would, I mean, I know I was doing a lot of comparison at the Mm -hmm. beginning and, and especially with like other money coaches and like, oh, well, they're already at six figures. So they say, and, (laughs) and so, you know, letting myself like go down that path of, of like, maybe I'm doing something wrong because I'm not where they are yet, but I'm just where I need to be right now. And I'm building that foundation.
0: So it was really helpful to just kind of hear Rachel identify like what was wrong almost the past couple of years, right? When she was really in that start stop phase. And what she said is like, it was just about really never actually having that strong foundation. So it was almost like never letting herself go through the build phase that we were just talking about. Right. But now, you know, at the beginning of our work together, we set up a really strong sales process. Now she's setting up a really strong process in terms of having an evergreen offering having a podcast right and so what she had missed in many of the past couple years is really seeing all that through really fully completing a build phase and getting that foundation in place like with the content like she really has a foundational content system and strategy in place that she can now build on top of the past couple years she never really had that there was a lot of stop start There was a lot of throwing spaghetti at the wall, trying things, but never really getting that consistency going. And so just helpful to hear that and to learn from her journey, like, God, she's giving us such a gift to learn from that. Like, don't spend two years, stop starting throwing spaghetti at the wall, spend that time creating that strong foundation, staying in it, walking all the way down the path, finishing the build phase, and watch what can happen, right? She has such a strong, strategy foundation. Now she has such a strong um executional foundation now to in terms of like having that process set up with her VA knowing she has many time. And now she has such a strong mindset too. Like so much of the work we did was on mindset as well. So If you can get those foundations in place and then just keep staying in it, which is sometimes the hardest part, right? Your success is inevitable. Your success is guaranteed. If you keep starting down a path and then turning around halfway down it, or if you keep throwing spaghetti at the wall and never creating that sustainable foundation, yeah, you can be in business for years doing that and it will feel very hard. So really awesome reflection, awesome lesson, and such a gift to this podcast. For you guys to be able to take that away, if you're doing that to yourself, how can you stop and see a path all the way through? If you're in that hard part where you're seeing it through and it hasn't quite popped yet, that's okay, keep going. Like there is so much to be gained on the other side of that. So I really hope that's an important lesson for you guys and a big, big takeaway from what we did this season. Just also, and you know, I I know that you've already worked through this, but I just have to say it. (laughs) Just also remembering that like, We're so quick to associate everything with the success of our business, but that's not what you're selling. Right, right. Like you having a successful business isn't even related or in the room with you being great at financial management. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. And so the more you can keep coming back to that, the better, because that is the part you're great at. And like the more you can keep giving yourself credit for that. like I would even give you that as like a little takeaway for homework too, is like, once a week can I write down like how have I like been a boss at managing our finances this week?
1: Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I really like that. And I think that's what what I've done in the past and what a lot of people do is like, oh, well, if I'm if my business isn't successful, that means I'm bad at what
0: I do. But that's yeah. not at all the case. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay, good. I'm going to give you that because that also gives you content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's that congruency where you're just reminding yourself, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm actually – I did this amazing thing this week or, like, I did, you know, so great at funding my maternity leave or whatever that is. But the more you're so clear on, like, here are all the ways I'm, like, killing it at that, mm -hmm." yeah, the easier it is to go talk about. The more you're, like, "Mm, something has gone wrong. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The harder it is to, like, just keep putting yourself out there. So I think that's just, like, a great takeaway here is, like, that's – if there's one avenue that you're maybe going to get tripped up on, it would be that. And so Mm -hmm. what's the counter to that? Oh, it's like reminding myself every week how I'm doing amazing there. So that little side note that Rachel and I touched on with congruence with what you're teaching, but not trying to be perfect in every area is so important. So I just wanted to touch on that again a little bit more because I'm sure everyone that's listening has been there in some way, shape or form. But we think so often that like we should be perfect in all the areas to be able to show up. Like I should look amazing on video and my makeup should be perfect even though I'm never teaching anything about makeup or like, you know, I should have a perfectly designed website even though what I do has nothing to do with web design or like Rachel, I should have a super successful business even though what I'm teaching is about financial management and not business growth. Like there's just so many ways that we trap ourselves I think especially as women, with getting into this idea of like, I have to be perfect before I can, dot, 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 right? Instead, I have to be congruent with what I'm teaching. Like, I really want that to be the takeaway here. Definitely, if you're not congruent and doing what you're telling other people to do, like, yeah, I I wouldn't be teaching it. Doesn't mean you have to do it perfect 100% of the time, but certainly congruence matters. Like I talk about MSC all the time and I eat, sleep and breathe it in my business. And that's why it's easy for me to sell because there's so much congruence there. But it does not mean you have to be perfect in all the areas. It does not mean that, you know, you are now responsible for having perfect success everywhere you look. It means are you being congruent with what you're teaching because that's what matters and that's what you're selling. So, I hope that is a big takeaway for you and a place that you can really do a little mindset check-in with yourself around, like, am I putting pressure on myself in all these areas that are not at all relevant to what I'm teaching? Am I truly being congruent with what I'm teaching? If I am, then great. Like, how do I ask myself about that more? Basically how I was saying to Rachel, like, ask yourself how you've been a boss at managing finances and then talk about that more. Take that away, you guys. How are you being congruent and then how are you talking about that? That will make such a difference both in how you feel selling and marketing and how it's received. Um, anything else that comes up for you there? Like if there's, you know, I feel like we kind of just talk through like, okay, here's the exact plan. Then here, here's the thing that would keep me from executing that plan then here is the mindset dip I might have like anything else come up for you in terms of like what you know what you've experienced in business so far that like feels like it would be um you know maybe like a challenge point and kind of getting all this out there
1: hmm. I don't know I'm trying to think of if there is anything else I mean, we've worked on the visibility piece so much, I feel like I'm comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, definitely. No, I don't know. I mean I think I think that's that's the biggest that was the biggest one. I'm looking back through you know, I think there hey. there's always gonna be that like I don't know. I think I was going to say there's always going to be sort of that imposter syndrome piece, like when it comes to the podcast, like, oh, can Mm -hmm. I be a podcast host? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I mean, I've done podcasts. I've been a guest on enough podcasts. I am comfortable with recording. Like, I know what I'm talking about. It's a fun, cool idea that I that I think is different, too. So, you know, I'm really excited about the podcast. So. I I guess I won't know till I'm in it, like, what, <laughs> what starts to come up, too.
0: <laughs> well, or – and, like, I think this is really cool and relevant here – is, like, or you can just decide, like, hey, like, I did the freaking work this last year. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like, I went through – all the crap that was going to come up, like you were just saying, like, oh, the visibility piece used to be huge. It just doesn't even feel like a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, staying in it used to feel really hard. It just doesn't feel like much of a thing anymore because I've learned so many lessons around that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, yeah. s- podcasting used to feel really hard. Like, I, I think it'll be fine even if I have, like, a moment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, like, I think that that may just be, like, a beautiful decision to walk away with here, which is, like, nothing will come up that is going to stop me from doing this. Like, I have done the work to move through that. That's true. That's true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That feels good.
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I forget, like, oh, yeah, I can just just decide this. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I can just decide this. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I can – I can also support it with evidence at this point. Like, if you're like, oh, but what if I freak out about visibility? You're like, well, I have all the evidence that I've worked through that really, really well this year. And I have a system that works for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. like, what if I freak out and want to dip out? Well, I have all the evidence that, like, I know that doesn't work and that it doesn't feel good to me anymore. So, like, I just won't. Like, you both can decide and you have a ton of evidence that yeah. that's not a thing. You know what I mean?
1: hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's very true, and and like and having that evidence, I think, is really good to go back to because I'm sure there will be moment. Like, even if I decide, <laughs> there might be a moment where I'm like, oh, I just want to throw the towel in, and then I'll go back to like, okay, this is why I'm doing this, and this is why I love doing this, and and you know, this is why I decided. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, and also like I think. That's where decision comes in, I guess, is how Mm -hmm. I want to say it, right? It's like when you go, oh, maybe I should just throw the towel and you're like, no, I've decided otherwise. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, that's where decision can save you kind of, right? I mean, like that's kind of the whole point of marriage, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You already decided. And so when you're having a bad day, you're not like, oh, like I'm just going to divorce you. You're like, well, I already decided. So how do I make this work? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) right Um, I'm teasing a little bit but you know what I'm saying right and so Mm -hmm. I think like that's where decision is the most helpful is because it kind of does prevent you from sprinting down that road to going "Mm, maybe not like it kind of stops you early on yeah definitely you know so that's how I would try to look at it doesn't mean it won't come up but if I feel fully committed to that decision I'm gonna um, stop myself way sooner I love this final reminder here, which was when Rachel said, gosh, yeah, I kind of forgot that I can just decide, right? So deciding nothing will stop me and remembering that I get to decide that. So I really want that to be the final takeaway for you guys here is remember that you get to choose, you get to decide, and that power is in you right? It seems like it's not so often, right? I think Rachel has been such a great example of how it seems like it's not when, you know, she is giving birth to baby number two. Things are happening with the pandemic. Her husband got exposed and they have to quarantine. All of these things that are outside of our control are happening. And yet I can still decide that nothing will stop me. Doesn't mean my timeline might not look altered. It doesn't mean I might not have to go through hard things, but I can still decide that nothing will stop me. And I am the only one that can decide that actually. So just permission and really like (laughs) an invitation that if you are in a position where you have forgotten that you get to decide that, please, please, please give yourself that gift. Please take this moment, this lesson, this opportunity to go, yeah, that's right. I do get to decide that nothing will stop me okay, cool, what would it look like if I operated from that place, right? It would look like maybe I do have to adapt and adjust, maybe I do have to alter timelines, but I'm not stopping because nothing will stop me, right? So such a big gift that Rachel has given us and such a big gift that you can give yourself even and especially when it's easy to forget that you can decide right so that is your big takeaway what do you need to decide can you decide that nothing will stop you and can you remember that you get to decide that yeah
1: yeah it won't be going down the whole rabbit hole
0: exactly (laughs) yeah because that's a you know That's a hard one to climb out of. And you have already done the work of climbing out of that. Mm -hmm. So just stopping yourself earlier is really important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Okay, so the last thing I have on here, which we can just touch on real quickly, is um, starting to sell one-on-one April 1st then. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we had kind of wanted to put that off until you got most of those things under your belt, just in terms of time-wise. Like, let's just revisit that. How does that feel? What do you think about starting April do you feel like then you'll have spaciousness once all these things are kind of off your plate? Like just give me a little rundown there.
1: Yeah, I think in April it'll feel it'll feel good. Cause once okay. I once I accomplish all of these and I get the podcast started and and all of that, I think I'll be in a good place to then start seeing one on one clients again. Also the baby'll be a little bit older. I can't do the math in my head. Let's see. He'll be seven six months. months seven yeah, months. six yeah. or seven months. So he'll be, you know, he'll be a little not more independent because he'll still be a baby. But, <laughs> you know, he'll be able to like sit in the thing and entertain himself yeah. <laughs> a little more. And yeah. um, so it, it makes it easier. And we have the nanny now, too. So so that, you know, creates a lot more spaciousness as well. And it feels good. And I kind of like the timing with spring. and. Also, <laughs> to to start that up again, the whole like renewal.
0: <laughs> For sure. And listen, yeah. I think mindset-wise, the most important takeaway there is all the things I'm doing lead up to that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not like, oh, I'm just starting to sell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One-on-one come April. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's more like, oh, I've been building since Jan. Mm-hmm. To this point where I'm opening the doors to one-on-one. So I would just keep trying to play with it like that. Because that's, I think, like, you know, a trap that we get into. It's like, oh, my God, I'm not even going to start to sell until April. Holy crap. Instead, it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be so well set up in April. Mm -hmm.
1: I think that's why – like, I think that's why it feels different this time. Is because I know that, like, all the work that I'm going to be doing – from now till April is, is building me to be in a really strong place to open the doors for one on one. Like before I think if I had stopped seeing one on one clients, I would have felt more like, Oh, God, I'm not selling like when I when we first started working together, I hadn't sold for months. And so, you know, it kind of felt this really scary place to start selling again and open up to clients again. And but this time it feels like it feels like there's more of a strategy behind it now. And mm-hmm. it and it feels more like that. Like, okay, I'm gonna be in such a great place because I will have been selling all the way leading up to it, just in different ways, you know, with with these different different funnels that really lead in very well to the one on one.
0: You know what's so fun too, just as a little reminder here. <laughs> <laughs> what's so, so, so fun about this is that now you get to go back and listen to those sessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you get into the spot again where you're like, oh man, it's feeling weird to start selling one-on-one again. Well, okay, I've already been through that and I have it mm-hmm. all recorded. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, that's really great. That's what's great about having this
0: <laughs> right. out there
1: is I could be like, oh, let me listen to this episode. What did Lacey have to say about that?
0: <laughs> yeah, what did I work through? Yeah. What, did I, what did Lisa have to say? What did yeah. I have to say? Like, what made a difference for me at that point? Oh, I totally forgot that that thing really shifted it for whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that that's just a cool thing to like, I just want you to almost like take that away and keep that in your back pocket too, which is like, well, those are still there. And like, I've already gone through so much of this. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's sort of the thing. Is like, I've, I've, like, I was saying to you earlier, like, I can just decide that nothing will stop me because I've already gone through it, and mm-hmm. I have a recording of most yeah of that too. Yeah. So like I'm good; it's just done. Yeah, yeah, it feels really good. <laughs> oh, amazing! I'm so proud of you. I know it has been. Like I just have been thinking. Well, we can talk about this more on our our wrap up episode. But I've just been thinking, like. What a gift you have just like given all of us oh, this year, too. Because, like, you. damn, it's been a lot, and you've been through so much. Like, having a baby or having a second baby is enough. Doing it in the middle of a pandemic, doing it <laughs> while like so many things were uncertain, and just like proving to us, like, you can kind of stay in it, have a strategy, keep moving forward. It's just like amazing. I'm just so, so, so proud of you.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm so grateful for these past, um, six months and working with you and and grateful I could share it too because I you know I hope there's there's people out there who might be in a similar situation and hopefully this helps and inspires (laughs)
0: too oh my gosh totally or even like in a different situation but they're thinking well dang if Rachel can do it with all that like I I got this you know totally totally (laughs) so proud of you okay well we will obviously still be very much in touch so you keep me posted and i am just so excited to see what comes for you sounds good thank you bye bye thank you for listening to literally i would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast so please leave us a review each month i'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you wanna hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplifecom forward slash clients to sign up.